Welcome to Real Estate Business Builders. I'm your host, Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School. Bottom line, the real estate industry has failed to create a clear path to financial freedom. Traditional brokerages and coaching are designed to keep you running on the transaction treadmill with no exit strategy. While I didn't have any sales, marketing, or business building experience when I got into real estate, I was willing to bet on myself and figure it out because my family was depending on me. Having served over 5,000 families with their real estate needs, I've made every mistake you could possibly make in this business. Through Real Estate B-School, I've helped hundreds of agents and team leaders realize their goal of true time and money freedom and living a life without regrets. If you know there's another level of growth inside of you and you want to learn how to build a highly lucrative lifestyle business, then you're in the right place. You won't find any fluff or hype here on this show, just real world tools, systems, and strategies that work. Let's grow together. What's up, real estate business builders? This is Lars Hedenborg, founder of Real Estate B-School, and we're gonna chat about the pre-loaded year. And yes, this is a year-end topic, but no matter when you listen to this episode, it will be on point, I promise you. And the subtitle to this episode is Put Your Marketing on Autopilot. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. And I actually did a live training on this topic inside my free Facebook group, Real Estate Business Builders. So jump into the Facebook group. Uh, there's actually a set of scorecards that I gave away as part of this training. Uh, there's the marketing ROI multiplier. There's a sample marketing scorecard, which has all the weekly metrics that you need to track if you're gonna grow and scale your real estate business. There's the content uh, calendar and then the social calendar as well. So jump into the Facebook group, Real Estate Business Builders, and grab that. So let's get into it. Why does this even matter? When we talk about this concept of the preloaded year and beginning with the end in mind and you know pre-deciding what next year is gonna look like. As I'm recording this, not that any year is easy in real estate, but as I'm recording this, we're probably on the precipice of what will go down as, and I hope not, and I'm not a doomsdayer, but we're on the verge of something that's not gonna be great. I think it's gonna be an 18 to 36 month sort of um, fallout from a bunch of uh, can kicking, uh, politics aside, just stuff that we have not dealt with uh, and it's rippling through our economy now. Uh, as I'm recording this, uh, we are in, in a year where interest rates doubled, more than doubled, and so it's it's, if you're going into next year without a marketing plan or any year, if you're in the midst of a year and you don't have a marketing plan, so you don't pre-decide what you're gonna sell and how you're gonna sell it and the lead sources and you know what your ROI is gonna be, all of that must be pre-decided. Because here's the deal, is that there still are a lot of folks you know, going after our commission checks. I say, uh, say this a lot in our coaching program that we have no friends. Right, the, the, the real estate agent or team leader, those that are trying to take their unfair share of the market. I call these you know, business-minded real estate entrepreneurs, business builders. We have no friends. The industry wants us to stay at six, seven, eight transactions per year. The whole industry revolves around the fact there are so many of us, right? That's why Zillow, 
for example, that's why they can have Zillow Flex where they charge 35%. Uh, they want 35%, a third of our commission. And you might be able to get that work if you're a solo agent and you never wanna have any freedom of money or freedom of time, but you can't get that to work if you wanna sell 50, 100, 200 homes and have absolute time and money freedom. So just realizing that it's, it's you against the world and letting anyone in between you and your would-be buyer or seller client is not a real good idea. The other topic here that I want to talk about uh, in terms of why this conversation about you know pre-deciding what your uh, year, your business is going to look like from a marketing standpoint is that we don't have the, um, the opportunity to run a profit optional company, right? There are big players in uh, our market that are, are venture capital backed, meaning they have uh, money that we don't have. They can run a business for years not making money. You know, pick um, Open Door is a good example. They haven't made money. Uh, pick Compass is a good example. You know, probably the sexiest, glitziest uh, real estate company. They've lost billions of dollars in their existence. You as a solo agent, you know, you have to live off your cash flow. You have to grow your business from your cash flow. So we have to keep this in mind. You have to go into the year with your knowing that a, just a few lead sources are going to produce two, three, four sales per month each. And you know what the investment of your time and money and what that return on time and that return on your financial investment is going to be ahead of time. Here's the other brutal fact and, and why... You know, I, I think this conversation is appropriate is that as an industry, our, our service isn't very good. The public doesn't necessarily um, put us on, a, on a, to a high standard, right? We, we are a commodity for the most part. It's a low barrier to entry to get your real estate license. If you're listening to this and you're a pro, this is not, this is not applied to you. As an industry, though, it's like 90% of the homes are sold by 10% of the agents, so there are a lot of uh, folks out there, agents out there that are not giving great service. And there are a lot of agents, I hope this, is, this isn't this uh, is you, where you know, you're know you number one in your market and you're, uh, I call this, you know, um, uh, you, you need more cattle and less hat. Uh, big hat, no cattle is, you know, you're putting on a front and you've got that shiny belt, belt, uh, belt buckle uh, and this massive uh, sort of cowboy hat, but you've got nothing to back it up. Uh, and so in our industry, there are a lot of folks like that that are just sort of playing the part. And this uh, pending economic shift will cleanse all of that out, which is really, really awesome. The last thing in terms of setting the stage here for the conversation that I want to leave you with is, the, and it's a really good quote by Gary uh, V. I don't agree with all of his um, sort of hustle, grind, you know, uh, at least what I've heard from him publicly uh, but this is a really good quote, and it, it kind of goes with this concept of, you know, to succeed in a service industry where you're not going to um, just drop your commissions and, and sort of chase everyone to the bottom. It's like going back in time. And I think this is the, from the book, uh, Thank You, Economy, uh, the quote here. I believe we're living through the early days of a dramatic culture shift that's bringing us back full circle and that the world we live and work in now operates in a way that is surprisingly similar to the one our great grandparents knew. Social media has transformed our world into one great big small town. 
dominated as all vibrant towns used to be by the strength of relationships, the currency of caring, and the power of word of mouth. So the strength of relationships, the currency of caring, and the power of word of mouth. So in terms of how to approach those uh, facts, you know, the the fact that, you know, the, the big lead aggregators are against us, the fact that there are folks operating on no profit models, and as an industry, we're not you know, generally uh, regarded very highly. And there's a lot of folks in our industry that are just playing the part, but they have nothing to back it up. The response is this currency of caring and ultimately the power of word of mouth. So in terms of how to adapt and how to think about, you know, pre-deciding what you're going to sell in a year, the first, and I've got three points, actually five points here that I want to go through. The first point is to rethink your funnel. I would say this is worth going into the Facebook group. I've got a really good visual that I want you to see on this. But essentially, rethinking the funnel is the whole point of the funnel. And this is this is everything in biz, any business, really. You generate leads on the front end of the funnel, called a top of funnel. On the back end, you want someone that is so unbelievably uh, raving fan lunatic. Good book, Raving Fans by um, Ken Blanchard. On the, on the back end of the funnel, like a client for life, someone that's going to, you do this whole thing right, they're going to sing your praises and, and they're going to bring you more business. In between, there's a five-step process. You have to have meaningful conversations, you have to set appointments, you have to meet appointments, you have to sign clients to work with you and then ultimately get them closed. And if you do that in a way where they love you at every step of the point and you wow them at every step of the point, your business will take care of itself. Every client you work in will turn into two or three more clients. And that's how I want you to frame your mindset going into uh, well, not even just going into a shifting market forever and always. I think that's going to be the way to compete and to dictate your pricing. The second point here is to ask yourself the question, are you actually any different than the thousands? If you're in a major metro market, I'm in a major metro market and I think we're up to 20,000 agents in our market. Hopefully the rosters are, are turning now. I think they are. Um, but transactions have turned dramatically and ultimately rosters will go down. Hopefully they, they go down quite a bit. When I first got into real estate, 2007, there were you know 15,000 agents in my market. Uh, by 2011 or 10, it got down to 5,000 agents. And I remember deciding, knowing that I was a commodity, or at least that's how I was perceived, I decided that I was going to present myself in such a way to buyers and to sellers that there was no shadow of a doubt that I was the best option for them. And if you look at the experiences consumers are getting, this is a part of the, the shift storm, as I call it. And this was pre-pandemic. This was pre-economic shift, the, the doubling uh, you know, of interest rates. Consumers have been experiencing businesses that just blow them away. They just knock their socks off of in terms of convenience and service and, you know, any example, think of all the examples of amazing businesses, restaurants, you know, we have Top Golf in our market, which is like a, a, a sort of bleeding edge, you know, uh, fun environment for a driving, like a competitive driving range. We have Lifetime Fitness, you know, that competing with other gyms. And then you have these these consumers experiencing all these great businesses. And then, and then they come to work with a real estate agent and they realize on a 
let's call it a $500,000 home, like this agent is getting paid $15,000 to work with them for like 60 days and they don't get a great experience and they're like, what is going on? You know, so you have to, you you better believe that you've got to earn that commission. You know, I, I decided early on that on the buy side, just because there was a co-broker in the MLS, I actually thought to myself, what if that wasn't offered? What if I actually had to go in and, and prove to my buyer that I was worth X percent of the transaction? 99% of agents can't do it. And it's uh, it's crazy. So the, the third thing I want to talk about in terms of pre-deciding you know, your business and putting yourself on a trajectory to, um, to dictate what you charge and the amount of business you do is that you must offer or at least aspire to offer legendary service. Now, the fact that results don't necessarily matter in our industry, you know, for the most part, yes, there are the five, 10% of agents that play the game at a high level, but for the most part, the industry has let down consumers, right? So for you to thrive and, you know, um, not be impacted what happens with technology or discounters or all the stuff that's still coming our way, you've got to compete on the service you provide. That's the only way to win this. All right, let me go through the last two uh, points here and then we'll talk about um, how do we actually put some of this stuff into place. So uh, the, la- the fourth point here is that social proof is everything. So I talked about that, that funnel and the virtuous cycle. You know, you have leads coming in the front end, you have conversations, you meet with them, uh, you know, set appointments, you meet with them, you convince them to be clients, you get them under contract and in, into closing and then they become clients for life. They are raving fans of your services. They're gonna tell everyone they know, go out of their way. Right, that social proof we have to capture it so that you present yourself online as the only option in your market. And it takes a little bit of effort. When we first started this, we had less than a hundred reviews on Google, a combination of Google, Facebook, and Zillow. We had less than a, like maybe a hundred, maybe two hundred. Uh, now we have twelve, uh, not twelve, uh, twenty-five hundred. I'm, I've since exited that that real estate business, but we still we have twenty-five hundred reviews, five-star reviews on those three platforms, up from like a hundred fifty, two hundred. So, uh, and now business is coming in as a result of that social proof out there, and it really didn't cost much, right? A little bit of effort, a little bit of coordination. You know, making sure we had a system in place to ask for the review at the closing table and that sort of thing, but not a lot of uh, of, of effort there. Uh, and the last point here is to ask yourself in your business, in your marketing, who's the hero? As an industry, we've sort of had this kind of, I don't know, this this uh, way of going about ourselves where it's mostly about us. You look at, you know, big agents in your market with billboards and, you know, their arms crossed on the billboard or you go to any agent's website and What's the thing on the front page of the website? It's a picture of them. How does a picture of the agent, you know, make that would-be buyer or seller feel like this is the person that's going to take care of them? Is it like, does the agent think, and I've done it, so I I guess I feel like I'm probably coming off a little bit preachy, but I've done it, so I've been there. Um, But when, when someone comes to your website, who's the hero? Right? Is it a family that you helped? Is it do you have case studies on your website? Right? There's a really good book, um, Story Brand, uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, that kind of outlines a framework 
that you would follow in most situations, whether you're writing emails, whether it's a website, uh, that you should follow if you're gonna um, really pivot toward, you know, when people come into your, to your world, you're putting your clients and their successes on a pedestal and not yourself on a pedestal. All right, so let's talk uh, and wrap this up here. How do we get there? Uh, so we've kind of set the stage here. We've talked about, you know, th- these things that you need to know, but let's talk about how you get there. This is a quote that I, I've, I've probably said this quote a thousand times. It's by James Clear, Atomics Habits. I feel like I've dropped like five books, so uh, probably don't have time to read them all. But uh, Atomic Habits is probably, of all the ones I've dropped on this episode, this is one that I believe is uh, worth reading one, two, three, four, five times. Uh, in the book, uh, this quote, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. Think about that. Just because I say I want to double my production next year and I want to work you know, 50% less hours, you do not rise to the level of those goals. You fall to the level of your system. So in order to achieve your goals, you need to elevate your systems, which I think is the coolest part of business. Once I figured that out, and it wasn't from that book, but once I read that quote, I'm like, this is my quote. Uh, first business book, uh, I'm gonna stop mentioning books. It's uh, it's too much at this point. But I've I've got a few points to to kind of bring us home here, uh, in terms of getting there, in terms of pre-deciding where you want to be in the future, whether it's 12 months, 24 months, or 36 months, and there are those tools. I would jump into the Facebook group because you need these tools. Uh, but number one is to begin with the end in mind. You have to decide. Pre-decide, like literally just decide what you're going to do next year. I was, I was going on a run with uh, uh, an agent of mine. He's since, uh, he left our team and he became a solo agent. Uh, and he's nervous about the market. And, you know, uh, I just told him. I, and he was talking about like other things to do and, and going into the discount brokerage, brokerage business. And I'm like... Dude, you just need to decide how many homes you're going to sell next year. And it sounds like, even saying it now, it sounds like, what do you mean just decide? I said, well, if you sold 20 homes this year, just decide you're going to sell 40 next year. And, you know, there's, in a down market, and, and not a down market in pricing, our market's still pretty strong from pricing. We have low inventory, less less transactions, but there's still like thirty to 32,000 sales in the MLS, which means there are 64, 65,000 or whatever sides or commission checks. So you mean to tell me you can't go out and, and find 40 of them? Like, what? I don't even understand. I, what, what kind of conversation are we having right now? You can't find 40 out of 60,000 plus. Like, come on. That's I don't even know what 0.00% that, that, that even is. Uh, the, one of the tools that, that helps with this, though, is the marketing ROI multiplier, where it looks at uh, there are only so many lead sources. So we spread all the lead sources out on the top, and we talk about if there's a financial investment, you know, how many deals you could expect from each of those lead gen levers. If you've used them in the past, you, you calculate you know, how much money you spent, how many deals you've closed, the, the actual GCI, so you can calculate a return on the investment, and then you just add maybe one 
lead gen lever, maybe you'll double down uh, on you know uh, squeezing the lemon and getting better at lead conversion on the existing lead gen lever, and you add one more, and then you're at 40 to 50 transactions. Every lead gen lever that we teach in Real Estate B-School is good for minimum a couple of transactions a month, upwards of four plus transactions per month. I remember when I was scaling my business, I wouldn't enter a lead gen lever unless I knew it could get me to 50 sides in that one lead gen lever. Didn't have to get me there year one or even year two, but I had to see a path in the third year to get me to three to four sales per month for me to enter that lead gen lever. Really powerful mindset. So the second thing I wanna talk about when it comes to how, to how do we get there is that cash follows the calendar. Cash follows the calendar. So if you don't have a marketing content, calendar or a social media calendar, you're not in the game of business. Now we give away these uh, in that training I was talking about in Real Estate Business Builders Facebook group. It You're not in the game. And, and you know, I'm trying to think of when I even put these into my business. It was pretty early where, you know, the, the two that I'm, I'm, I'm referring to, one has 57 touches and these are high ROI. These are a little bit of labor not a heavy lift, you know, all these are actually swipeable uh, in, in our member platform. Um, but it's not hard stuff. You just need to pre-decide that you're gonna do 57, you know, marketing content touches for your Clients for Life program, your database, and then social media, you know, 90 to 100 or so. We do more than that, but like core posts at least a couple a week. Right. So if and, and these are something that you can contemplate once, maybe work on once a month, you know, set the calendar in place before the year starts. And then you work on it once a month in these larger time blocks where you're putting together content. But it's just a commitment to do it. Right. There's no shortage of opportunity to take business, but you have to employ uh, content and social media that actually works. And the last thing I'll cover here is that you must you must know your numbers. So when I talk about the marketing scorecard, this is a tool that you could swipe. Uh, it, it calculates on a weekly basis all your inbound seller leads, all your inbound buyer leads, all your inbound referrals, uh, what your total database is in terms of the number of people in your database, and then by lead source code, how much pending business you have for the year. And then it goes into all your social metrics as well. And these are things that you calculate uh, on a weekly basis is preferred. Now I've got a quick story I want to tell you about uh, Kirby and Christina Skurat in Minnesota. When I met these guys, it was just the two of them and a licensed administrator, and uh, they were putting in a lot of effort. Uh, Kirby was still in uh, production on the listing side, and Christina was working with buyers and uh, just the best folks imaginable. I think they had one kid at the time; they have four now, uh, so they were in it. Right? They're growing their family, growing their business. Uh, they were working too much. They were stressed. They didn't have exactly the roadmap uh, that they have now. Uh, fast forward, you know, a handful of years later, they did 777 transactions last year for 7.7 million GCI. If you've been following me for a while, I'm a believer. Seven in, in, in scripture is the number of completion. I told them, literally told them, I'm like, you guys should just hang it up. 777 for 7.7 .7 million. I mean, God is telling you guys something for, for sure. Uh, but they have a, a seven-figure profit business, and uh, he's exited the business maybe four or five hours a week, and Christina's the, 
the the you know CEO of that business, and they're just amazing folks. Uh, but they went from you know sort of haphazard, you know, questioning things I was challenging them on at the time in terms of how to run listing appointments and like you know basic blocking and tackling of real estate to like just complete bad to the bone uh, entrepreneurs uh, that are just crushing it in their business. And he's launched several other businesses and just really, really amazing folks. So I would say jump into the Facebook group. That's all I wanted to cover in terms of predetermining your year and preloading your year. If you know you're at the point where you want to talk about growing and scaling your business and getting on a plan to do it, you can jump on a growth assessment call with me or one of my coaches. It's rebsgrowthassessment.com. That's rebsgrowthassessment.com. These are calls that, you know, we're just going to look at where you are, where you want to be, what's holding you back. Very simple framework. And if we can help you, we will. If we can't, we'll point you in the right direction. So uh, rebsgrowthassessment.com. Much love, much respect. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other agents who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And make sure you visit scaleordiebook.com to get a free copy of my book. It's a nuts and bolts guide to building a real estate business that gives you true time and money freedom so that you can live your life without regrets. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.